Carrie Fragon and Doug Connolly work for Taylor Fragon Capital Management. All opinions expressed should not be relied upon for your individual investment advice. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Taylor Fragon Capital Management and its clients may maintain positions in securities discussed. If you are a Taylor Fragon client, please remember to contact Taylor Fragon in writing if there are any changes in your personal financial situation or investment objectives for the purpose of reviewing, evaluating or revising our previous recommendations and or services, or if you would like to impose, add or modify any reasonable restrictions to our investment advisory services. Welcome again to this week's episode of the Long Only Podcast. This is Doug Conley and I'm here with Jerry Fergon. Jerry, how is it going today? All right. I'm going to think about that for a minute. Staring good. at me like it's a dog good. who's been shown a card trick. It's always so, good. It's always good. Uh, it, we said, remember, our tagline is realistic optimism. Okay. It's October. It's October. The hated month of October in financial markets. This is when, not that we are technical guys, but this is when the most bottoms are reached. That is, that is correct. The worst month of the year historically is September. The most bottoms are made in October. So October, historically, if we had to pick a month it's the of the 12, it's the month when things would be most likely to tend to turn around. However, you know, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? If, and I certainly don't. No, it, it's. And I referenced our tagline, realistic optimism. It's a tough time to be optimistic. Uh, I, I think, you know, we don't want to be unrealistic about being optimistic and realistic. That makes sense. Yes, it does. The point is, it's it's rough. I think some perspective, though, is always in order. I always said this is one of my homespun sayings: is things are rarely as bad as good or as good as they look in the moment. And we've got our certain, you know, our worldview, which gives us an optimist, you know, an optimism in the metaphysical, overall eternal sense. But in order to succeed in capitalism, you you really have to be optimistic in the you know material temporal sense as, as well because the the pearl bears just don't seem to do that well well they no they never do i mean i've never seen anybody who's a pessimist be successful i mean um and and i've heard a, i'm certainly not the first one to say that i've heard it many times i've heard it from many different places but and re, and sources but it's true i mean, I mean you can't you can't deal especially with business because there's so many things that are thrown at you every day it's not just what we're going through right now but every day businesses deal with uh, obstruction and issues that are difficult and it's all part of just you know i think it's life (laughs) really at the end of the day businesses are a a reflection of that um i think um you know, you, you say it's a, it's never really as bad as it seems. It's never really as good as it rarely, seems. Rarely. 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 Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, yes. And I, and I think one of the things that I think is important to point out is, and we've made no bones about policy is, is probably as worse as we've seen. Leadership is a void everywhere in the world, it seems. Um, but there's this tendency when it's like that for people to think, Oh, well, I got to go run and hide and, you know, hide under a rock. And I think it's, it's important to put into perspective that first of all, throughout history, the concept of the crash uh, is, is rarely something you, you just look at the chart of markets. It doesn't crash and then stay there forever. 
Now, there, you hear people talk about, well, you know, the market peaked in 1968 and it didn't cross back over that peak again until 19, 1982. Well, okay, that, that may have been true as far as the general market at that time. But first of all, once, once the market turned down after 1968, if you were then saying, we're gonna, I'm going to pull out or I'm going to you know, hide under the rock, it really didn't do you any good because you missed the recovery back. And even if it didn't get all the way back to the top, you missed a recovery. So point being is excellent time to be adding. Well, there's a, then, it's a classic distance to mileage may vary because what if, you're, if your net worth is relatively low – during the crash, and you're continuing to invest money as the as the dip's going down, dollar cost and, averaging, things and, like that. It's whether it's dollar cost averaging or just averaging. I mean, just, it's, it's just put put the money back, get money to work in these kinds mm-hmm. of environments. You know, people tend to the natural human tendency is to run from these kinds of environments, and the the the, the reality is is you should be running towards the fire and getting yourself positioned because eventually the fire will be put out and. It'll rally back. Now, one of my biggest concerns, and I don't think there's anything that we can do about this. I think this is just a fact of the way uh, the world is in this. I'm going to say it's mismanaged and it causes extremes on both ends. And maybe that requires us then to be a little bit more proactive. We're not traders, as you know, but maybe a little bit more proactive. Um, You know, if I go back, it's always easy to look in hindsight. But, you know, we had a huge year in 2020 and through part of 2021. you know, in, in hindsight, it's like, let's sell every dime of what we have and then buy back now. You know, well, yeah, that, that we should do work. that again. We, let's do that. It can have a do over on that. No, that doesn't work. But, you know, depending on people's circumstances, we did a lot of discussion, had a lot of discussions with people about, you know, in, in those periods where things were running up so much to, you know, let's let's move some off into cash or whatever, because you're in a position in life where you might need it. You know, do we wish we had done more of that? Sure. But I think perhaps because of the extreme swings one way or the other, we need to uh, we need to think in terms of that might need to be a more regular conversation in both directions. So now's the time we're talking to people about, hey, if we have funds available. We got to put it to work. Um, the next rally back up, maybe we'll take even more off the table. But the point is, um, and, and that's not to all of a sudden switch to being a trader by any means. It's just being a, it's just accepting the hand that you've been dealt. And right now we're being dealt a hand that, that has a lot of volatility associated with it. That said, if we should get policy right, things can turn quickly, a la 1980 to 82, let's say. And we went on an 18 to 20 year run that was pretty phenomenal um, with very, you know, sure, you had October 19th, 1987, right around the time I was coming into the business couple of years into the business that was you know a rough period but that lasted six months in six months the market had gone beyond the high that it had, had been at before October 19th 1987 you know a little interruption in 90 with the Gulf War long-term capital management 98 um, you know and then we hit the dot-com mess um, which I think was actually more driven by the, the once again the, the frankly stupid um, policy uh, over y2k where you know, you know the, the the government and everybody on their brother was worried about a computer digit issue, which turned out to be a complete non-event. But I mean, the Fed had gotten easy at, at a, at a uh, wrong time and then had to tighten at a point when the economy was starting to slow. And that just created a mess there in, in 2000, 2001, 2002. Point is, 
we're dealing with a, a higher degree of extremes and, and we probably do need to react to that, but that can change too. That's what I'm saying. It can change quickly. And then all of a sudden you're not dealing with those extremes anymore. The, the, the playing field has gotten much more comfortable and much more, um, shall I say less extreme in one way or the other. And we, we end up with a, a period of extended uh, growth. It, I think that's something that needs to be underscored is it doesn't take a lot um, to make, to, you know, to make some changes, some tweaks at the margin. And all of a sudden you've got, you know, a, a good growth period again. Well, you mentioned the hand we've been dealt. The problem is we're in a poker world and our white house is playing old maid. So I don't think we're, I don't think we're giving away. Look, we, we, how, how did you think of that? Well, it, look, just watch <laughs> what's happening. Okay. And, and so the, we're, we're in a world where either the people who are in charge are either horribly incompetent or they're trying to destroy what we have because, yeah. because, it, and if you, if you disagree, you're just listening to the wrong podcast because that is completely putting our, putting our, right-wing politics to the side. This is a mess. The numbers bear this out. The same, we were worried about the nuclear Armageddon with Trump. Supposedly he was the one whose hand was on the finger and Biden was going to solve all that. Well, suddenly what's the talk now? Nuclear war. Nuclear war. Yeah. Now, do I think it's going to happen? No, but I'm saying that we're, we are at the point though, this is a classic case of projection. We have gotten the, the exact case that supposedly a moderate, and I'm using air quotes, if you can see me, well, I'm not using air quotes for Jerry because he knows I'm speaking air quotes and none of you can see me anyway, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, the, the, the moderate Biden was going to was going to prevent this and he hasn't. So from an economic standpoint, from a safety standpoint, from our esteem in the in the in the world standpoint, we are at a very uh, tenuous place. Now, it can change. We're at a tenuous place. What? But we're also staring at a, a shifting to power. We're probably going to be dealing with at least a Republican a House, very likely Republican Senate as well. It's going to make gridlock kind of, uh, I think, very likely. Gridlock would be a huge improvement. Yeah, it would be a, an improvement. It's a check on what's been happening now. And I'm going to be optimistic and say I think they're just incompetent and not evil um, and not trying to do this. I, 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 I'm sure plenty of folks would take exception to that statement from the standpoint of saying, no, they're actually you know, trying to do this. I, I think it's just a, a, an extreme level of incompetence all around the world. It's just a void in leadership. What's more concerning to me, well, that's concerning, but it, what's even more concerning is when we get some semblance of sanity, um, like we did in the UK, in my opinion, where the trust government came out and started talking about pro-growth. When we're talking about pro-growth reforms, we're talking about get government off the backs of businesses, lower the, and flatten the tax rates and let business be unleashed to succeed and you have the market freaking out in in the UK the the pound getting slaughtered because they're saying it's just irresponsible are you kidding me we've spent how many trillions of dollars around the world with you know this whole covid nonsense and you know we're now sitting in a situation where what we feared for years about 0% interest rates was then they go crazy on the other direction and try and, and kill the economy as a means to kill inflation. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's frankly ludicrous because employment and economic growth does not cause inflation. 
I'm, and, and the fact that we're still in this day and age, after all these years of watching what real inflation is, and by the way, a hat tip to economist Scott Granis. Go to his blog, The Calafia Beach Pundit, who has some excellent, excellent work being done on, on inflation and, and, and what's happening out there and uses Argentina as a classic example of, of how bad inflation. When you want to we don't know what inflation is, look at Argentina and what it's done to these poor people in that country where unemployment is rampant and people can't afford what prices are down now. Why? Because they literally cannot don't have the money because they're not working to be able to afford to buy things. Um, and but, yet inflation but inflation is, is low. And no, inflation is actually still running at 100 oh, percent, 70 plus percent growth in the money supply. And so it's only a matter of time um, before what you end up with is a hyperinflationary run there. So so the patient is dead, but the cancer is still alive. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So when you see things like that happening in the world, doesn't. And, and by the way, that's happened over and over and over and over again in Argentina uh, and other places in the world where where massive inflating has happened. And the only ones that win in that is government because they they, they pay their profligate spending with with inflated dollars. And, uh, you know, the, the, it's the people that suffer. So it, it's just unconscionable to me that we have so many people that are cheering the opposite of what should be being done in order to solve some of the problems that we have right now. Do you think the biggest pro-growth policy standing in our way right now is one of taxation? Uh, because historically, our taxes could be a lot worse. I think it's regulatory. Yeah, that's it's just the paperwork. It's the it's the in, insane amount of regulatory burden that has has left us with you know it goes back to the eight thousand four thousand problem eight thousand public companies to four thousand public companies with a little interruption here in the last few years, you know back up to fifty eight hundred. But watch that come plummeting down now as you start to see massive consolidation acquisitions left and right. You're going to see the number of public companies disappear again or I should say, shrink again. Um, now, all of that said, and I think I was, I was trying to get to this as I, in a long, painstakingly way, wasn't getting to it, is, but still the crash mentality, that it, it all ends up in a crash, is something that generally isn't what happens. What, what this re- results in is instead of three, three and a half, maybe even 4% growth in the economy, with the right policies in place, you end up with one, one and a half, two percent growth. And one of the things we're blessed with here in the first world is, okay, that's not that's not great. Standards of, of living all around the world go down. But as as we talked about back in in the early stages of the COVID debacle, that the problem with what they were trying to consider as the remedy which is shutting the world economy down, was going to cost people's lives in lesser developed parts of the world. Literally, percentage points of GDP being shaved off for us, which means maybe in the first world here, we do have it a little bit harder for sure. I have to fire my butler, things like that. Well, seriously, I mean, maybe I take two vacations instead of three or one vacation instead of two. There's parts of the world where people literally die because of this. And... That can't be overstated. That, that cannot be yes. overstated. And so I think that, um, you know, we're blessed in a country like America. Um, doesn't mean that we, <laughs> I, I'm not going to be so Pollyannish as to say that it doesn't mean that we can't end up becoming, uh, you know, say a third world nation, but certainly 
uh, you know, so much in the economic doldrums that it, it really does start to affect people and they die here in this country, perhaps, you know, on the lower socioeconomic ladder, um, part of the ladder. But all, all that being said, you know, you know, fortunately, most of the people that are probably listening to this podcast and are certainly clients of ours, it's a marginal issue. It's, 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 it's affecting them at the margin. That's not that it's good. We don't like it at all. Um, but the crash mentality is, is not going to help those people either. And in fact, you know, I would posit that if you're wanting to stay out of that lower rung of the economic ladder, what you need to do is be smart and keep your wits about you and keep as non-emotional as you can in times like these, recognizing that the corrections come and the corrections go. And that's not just market corrections, but political corrections, economic corrections. And, uh, you know, I don't think there's any reason to believe, and especially just what we're seeing out there in the way of, you know, the world over, whether it's what happened in Italy, what happened in Sweden, what happened in the UK, what's happening here, I think you're probably right. A few weeks from now, you're going to see a political correction again. The pendulum swaying towards, um, you know, the, the, the sort of left social leading socialist type policies. And now it's going to swing back again. And, you know, do we ever get to a happy medium? Yeah, you know, maybe. Um, but I think that that's probably what we're going to experience here. And, and unfortunately, the, probably the best we can hope for it for now is gridlock, which may not be a bad thing at all. It's just there's been things over the last and it's not just in the last two years. It's been the last, I want to say, 20 and 25 years that we've been slowly. And I might add from, you know, both sides of the political spectrum, as far as our, or both political parties being in power, we've been seeing this slow move towards more and more government intrusion in business, particularly now, even more so it, we're seeing it just in the more lives of ordinary people. But it's it's the intrusion in business that makes it so much harder for businesses to function. Well, you talked about it's a marginal thing here. And when and when we say that it's got it's got two meanings. Affecting our vacations is the margins of our pocketbooks of our lives, but it already is affecting the margins of society here. With the we're seeing uh, with the with so much more mental illness and fentanyl deaths and things like that, the events of the the economic events and the uh, and the sociological events of the last few years are affecting us. Oh, horrific! And I, and that's I'm not trying to in any way, shape, or form. Um, minimize the pain that many people in this country are having. And you're hitting on some key ones, you know, teen suicides being up insanely. And, um, you know, the effect that, that, that all of these lockdowns have had on the, on mental health. Um, I think that just, you know, work from home is great when it works and it's flexible, but the fact is, is I think a lot of young people have suffered greatly um, and have had their development and their professional development, you know, stunted, to a great degree by not having the, the camaraderie and the, the, the training and the learning that they get from being, you know, one-on-one and for that matter, 10 on 10 with actual people, you know, not sitting in a room locked up by themselves with a computer screen in front of them, you know, with a bunch of Hollywood squares up there. Um, I think those are all things that, that are, that are clearly causing. Betty serious- White's not around anymore anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, those are things that that are clearly causing problems. So, um, all that being said, either you check out and you know 
disappear and never have any chance to recover or you buck up and you, you continue to stay disciplined and you continue to look at, uh, you know, as we do look, look at and look for great companies that, that will find their way through. We get by in spite. We say that so many times, but it's true. And, uh, have no reason to believe that that's not going to be the case. Might this take longer because, you know, things have gotten and swung into a direction that's pretty negative. Yeah. I mean, you've got, you got, you know, people trying to argue that inflation is great. It means you're going to get a bigger social security check. I mean, come on, really? But that's the hand we've been dealt. We, we got to play that hand and, um, you know, make sure that we stay disciplined during these times when it's really the, the temptation to do things that aren't in the best long-term interests uh, is high. So you have to fight that desire. And as you, as you move about your, your lives, I would challenge people to not think just merely in terms of prosperity. Uh, prosperity is great, but think about human flourishing. And that's what we're seeing stunted right now. That's what these effects, these, these sociological effects that teenagers, young people just doing awfully in mass, uh, whether it's, whether it's gender issues, um, but but whether it's not being able to relate to humans in a one-on-one environment and all the money in the world doesn't do, doesn't do us any good if humans aren't flourishing. And so these are, but but having a job, you know, the, the economy is more than just numbers on a spreadsheet, your bank account. It's it's a vocation. It's how you find meaning in life. That's why we're seeing so many people with uh, suffer from mental illness as, as a result of all these things is because lack of lack of meaning, lack of purpose in the form of being productive. Yeah. Yes, to all of the above. But yeah. but but again, we have to stay disciplined because things change quickly around here. So. It really do. I mean, and, and uh, I, I've, I think if there's one thing that I've been amazed by how when things change, how quickly it can change, it can, it can be so fast. There's just no way to react. There really isn't. Um, so hang in there. Hang in there. All right. We'll leave it at that. It's kind of trite, but true in this case. Yeah, so. it is. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Remember, check us out, taylorforgone.com. Give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell a friend. Until next week, I'm Doug. I'm Jerry. Thanks for listening.